Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to an all-new edition of the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar, Jr., and today is May 4th, 2021. Just a reminder, the Metropolitan Report is a Studious Minds Podcast Network production, and here on this podcast, we talk about any and everything New York Mets. And what an interesting week it's been. Uh, We've got a recap of the last week of Mets baseball action. But before we get to that and and the positives and negatives of the last week, we got to get to the breaking news. Two pieces of breaking news. The first, uh, effective right after the game last night against the St. Louis Cardinals, which the Mets lost 6-5, the Mets have let go of hitting instructor uh, Chili Davis and the assistant hitting coach Tom Slater. Uh, Chili Davis, of course, uh, was a hero in the 1991 World Series with the Minnesota Twins hit two home runs in that series, a switch hitter as well in his day. Um, And a lot of those guys on the Mets credit uh, Chili Davis over the years with helping them with their swing. However, with the way this Mets offense has been playing uh, so far this season, a change had to be made. Uh, Tom Slater, the assistant as well, gone. However, the team came out and said that Luis Rojas's job is not at stake. So he is not on the hot seat. Uh, As of right now, the Mets are still committed to Rojas. Uh, I have my opinions on Rojas. I think he needs to grow a set. Uh, There have been several times throughout the season uh, he could have challenged a call, stood up for his players, and just stayed in the dugout. Um, But this this offensive uh, coaching regime does need to change because if we look at the Mets' numbers, especially... Uh, for high-profile guys in this lineup, like uh, Francisco Lindor, the $341 million man, who, out of that $341 million, has been performing offensively like $20, uh, not doing well. Lindor, a guy who's a superstar in the sport of baseball, only batting 163, way below the Mendoza line. This guy makes Mario Mendoza look like a Hall of Famer. Uh, For those of you who don't know, when they say somebody is batting below the Mendoza line, that means they are batting under 220. A guy of Lindor's caliber should not be batting 163. In 86 at-bats, he's batting 163, one home run, three RBIs. That's no good. Not for a man who we offered $325 million to, and he said no. He wanted 365. We shouldn't even have had to have met him uh, at 341. I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't want to bash a guy whose jersey I bought, but it's just unacceptable. Very, very, very unacceptable. Then you get guys like uh, Michael Conforto, who, although he's he's one of the better hitting Mets, batting 244. I mean, this guy's in a contract year. You would think in a year where he, he's trying to prove his worth, trying to catch on with maybe not the Mets, but but another team, he would hit better than 244. Uh, you got you got a guy like Jeff McNeil. Uh, Jeff has raised his average considerably. He was batting under uh, 200 uh, for majority of the season, but uh, the last the last few uh, games he's been batting pretty good. He's up to 235 before a guy who prior to this season, the lowest average he ever had uh, was 311 in 2020. I mean, the guys played three seasons prior to 2021. In 2018, he hit 329. Uh, In 2019, he hit 318. 2020, he hit 311. This guy's a career 300 hitter, and he's batting 235. I don't know what's going on. So, I mean, this this Mets offense has to wake up. 
has to wake up. Guys like Dom Smith. Dom Smith's a pull hitter and a power hitter. There's no reason why Dom is batting 222. So something had to change. It had to be some type of instruction that Chili Davis and, and Tom Slater were giving these guys that were off. I'm pretty sure these guys could watch tape on YouTube of, of, of batters and, and of pitchers that they're going to face and, and, and do a better job of, of, of hitting uh, than, than learning from Chili Davis and Tom Slater. Uh, this was a move that had to be made. They got let go right after the game. Uh, the new the new batting coach, the new hitting coach, if you will, uh, will be Hugh Quattlebaum. And uh, Kevin Howard will be the new assistant hitting coach. Uh, both, those, both of those guys uh, will be uh, in St. Louis at Bush Stadium tonight uh, for the game against the Cardinals. I find it really interesting to note that general manager Zach Scott said the decision to get rid of both Davis and Slater was not made based on the 23 games that have happened so far this season, but rather than the Nets, the Mets, sorry, needed coaches to understand, quote unquote, the process under the hood. What's also interesting to note is that uh, Quattlebaum and Howard were both around in spring training and they do have relationships with most of the players on the ball club. So it's going to be very interesting to see if the offensive production increases. However, is it the coaching or is it the players? That's the question. That's the question I'm trying to find out because, again, you got a guy like Lindor. You pay him $341 million and he's just not producing. So it, it, it it's a concern when a superstar is batting 163 when when most of your lineup is not producing uh outside of Brandon Nimmo recently Michael Conforto and Pete Alonso who's batting 282 he's never had a batting average that high in his career um it's just it's just very concerning uh James McCann the big free agent catcher batting 215 this is it's just unacceptable it's just unacceptable and I guess we're going to find out now if it's the ability of the players or if it's the coaching staff. And right now, they're pinning it on the coaching staff. And between you and I, like I said, like I alluded to a couple of minutes ago, Luis Rojas, I'm going to give him a break for 2020 because that was a, a very weird and odd pr predicament to be in as a rookie manager. That whole year, I will give everything a pass for 2020. But this year, I mean, I mean, he's got the Mets, he's got the Mets, uh, one game below 500. Um, to start the season through through the first 23 games, they're only a half game out of first place. If the Mets win tonight, and both Philadelphia and Washington lose, New York takes. Uh, sole possession of first even though you know it's april nobody wins a division or a world series or clinches the postseason in april but we're gonna find out real soon if the hitting woes continue then it's been the players all along and again rojas gotta grow a spine has to grow a spine uh it, it's frustrating because rojas very rare will he will he use a challenge on a on on a safe out call very rarely will he, with the exception of one, the one game in Chicago, very rarely is, is he going to defend his players and, and get in the face of an umpire. And I've sat in City Field 
for six games, six home games for the Mets this season. And I, I just, I need more out of Rojas. To quote a good friend of mine, Barry Grant from the All Even podcast, uh, Rojas is just looking like a babysitting manager right now. And it's it's just unacceptable. I could understand if he managed the Seattle Mariners, you know, the, the Colorado Rockies, the Kansas City Royals, and acted like this, the small market teams. But this is New York, man. You got to do better than this. Mets fans have been suffering since the inception of the franchise. The Mets' first season in the league was 1962. You want to know how many times they've been to the playoffs? Nine times. Nine times since 1962. Luis, can we make it ten times since 1962? Please and thank you. We're going to need you to do better. Hopefully, this new hitting staff, these new hitting coaches, will pay dividends. Other breaking news, because we said we had two bits of breaking news. And this is a positive piece of news. Jacob deGrom. He's been named the National League Pitcher of the Month for the month of April. You want to talk about his numbers in the month of April? A 0.51 ERA. 59 strikeouts, 35 innings pitched, a walks and hits per innings pitched ratio of 0.57, and four starts. And all four of his starts have been quality starts. We're seeing a very unique thing here. DeGrom is on an incredible run here, and if he can keep this up the rest of the season, there's absolutely no way that he doesn't get a Cy Young Award this year. And I ask this question every edition of the Metropolitan Report. Who's your favorite pitcher? Because right now, Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher in all of baseball. If he's not the best pitcher in all of baseball, why does he lead the league in ERA amongst starters? His ERA is below one. Clayton Kershaw isn't doing that. Trevor Bauer isn't doing that. Shane Bieber isn't doing that. So, Garrett Cole isn't doing that. Blake Snell, he's not doing that. Hugh Darvish, he's not doing that. Sure, DeGrom hasn't thrown a no-hitter, but he's only allowed two earned runs all year. Matter of fact, he's even doing it with the bat. He's, ha- he's driven in two runs as a batter. He's hit two RBI this season. When have you ever heard a pitcher drive in the same amount of runs that he's given up all year and he's a starter? I'll wait. And I'll probably be waiting forever because nobody can answer the question. Yeah, sure, his win-loss record is 2-2. Two and two, But when you lose a game one to nothing, and you exit a game down one to nothing. It's not DeGrom's fault that his offense isn't hitting. DeGrom can't help it that Francisco Lindor is batting 163. He can't help that when runners are in scoring position, the Mets suddenly forget how to hit. He can't help that James McCann is batting under the Mendoza line. 
These are things out of DeGrom's control. The only thing that DeGrom can control is his starting pitching. That is the only thing he can control. And for something that he can control, he's doing a heck of a job. Yeah, that's the one player that we could at least be proud of on this ball club. Is Jacob DeGrom. And rightfully so, he should get National League Pitcher of the Month. Speaking of Jacob DeGrom, he's on the hill tonight against the St. Louis Cardinals. Of course, the Mets lost last night, uh, 6-5. to five. Let's take a look at this matchup, and I'll uh, give my prediction. So, it's going to be Jacob DeGrom against Johan Oviedo. Uh, Oviedo, not a bad pitcher by any means himself. He's, he started two games for the Cardinals this season. No wins, no losses, uh, two no decisions, uh, with an ERA of 2.79. Uh, between the two starts combined, he's pitched nine and two-thirds innings with 11 strikeouts. Uh, his major league career stats, so Oviedo uh, has not had a long career, but career-wise, uh, seven games, 0-3, career record, 4.72 ERA, uh, 34 and a third innings pitched in his career, 27 strikeouts. Uh, he's also a Cuban defector, but yeah, so it's going to be Oviedo versus DeGrom, uh, anytime DeGrom's on the hill, um, I, I side with DeGrom. It's just up to the offense. And the bullpen has not been bad lately. Uh, with the exception of Miguel Castro giving up a bomb, a three-run bomb, uh, that is, uh, in Philly the other night, uh, the, the Mets bullpen has been good. Edwin Diaz, shockingly, not bad. Um, and that was a game that um, that the Mets won on Sunday Night Baseball. Eight to seven. Uh, they won the game before that, five to four. But Degrom, but back to Jacob Degrom. Uh, this offense fails him so much. Uh, he has an opt-out clause for next season. And if I was Degrom, if this team can't start giving me run support, I would I would seek greener pastures. I guarantee you. If Jacob DeGrom was a Los Angeles Dodger, a San Diego Padre, a New York Yankee, a Toronto Blue Jay, an Oakland Athletic, he would have more wins than two. And he would have less losses than two this season. Guaranteed. I'm surprised Jacob DeGrom hasn't committed felony assault in the clubhouse yet on his teammates for, for not... For not uh, hitting the baseball when he's on the hill last week. And I even said this on the last edition of the metropolitan report, because there are people out there. DeGrom does have critics. There are people out there who said, Oh, he dominated Colorado. He dominated Washington. He dominated, uh, Miami. He, he never, he didn't do any of this against, uh, any first place teams. La last week, last Wednesday, actually, uh, the Mets played the Boston Red Sox, who are currently, as of today, uh, Tuesday, May 4th, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. They are first in the American League East, and they were first in the American League East going into that game. And even still, DeGrom, nine strikeouts, only gave up one run in the second inning, and lost the, and the Mets lost the game one nothing. Pitchers are going to give up runs. The fact that DeGrom only has two earned runs in four starts 
I don't know how that doesn't tell people some things. But yet, some people want to blame the loss on DeGrom. Again, he controls what he can control. Pitchers are going to give up runs. The fact that he only gave up one to a high-octane offense, because if you look at those those numbers for the Red Sox, J.D. Martinez is on fire. Uh, they have Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, Alex Verdugo. So the fact that to that lineup, he only gave up one run, that that's amazing. But yet, people are still always going to have an opinion. DeGrom could throw a no-hitter in nine innings, and if the game goes to extra innings and they pull DeGrom and the Mets lose, some people would still try to find fault with Jacob DeGrom, but as long as he keeps con continuing to pitch the way he is pitching, there will be no negative comments about Jacob DeGrom on this program. So, there you go. We're going to take a break, and when we come back from the break, uh, we will look ahead to the Mets' upcoming schedule. You're listening to the Metropolitan Report. This is a production of the Studious Minds Podcast Network, and I'm Alfred Parsar Jr. Do you have an event that needs a design? How about planning? You can take care of all your event needs with ARJ Signature Design, run by Alnisa Reed Jenkins, where you can get custom floral designs, event designs, set designs, as well as retail and commercial installs. You can get all that done by Alnisa Reed Jenkins of ARJ Signature Design with event planning and event designing and is also a family-run business. Again, that's ARJ Signature Design. And you can go ahead and get your free consultation by contacting Miss Reed Jenkins at arjsignaturedesign.com. They do a great job. And again, if you need any event florals, custom floral designs, or set design, whether you're commercial, retail, or personal, ARJ Signature Design can get the job done for you. Again, that's arjsignaturedesign.com for your free consultation now. What's up, y'all? This is Barry Grant Jr., host of the All Even Podcast. I'm tuning in with my man Alfred, host of the Metropolitan Report. That's the only place that I get my Mets news from. Tap in, because trust me, that's crazy. All right, and we are back on the Metropolitan Report. Once again, I am Alfred Parsar Jr., and there's one more thing that I'm going to be honest and say that I don't like about the Mets. And I said this on the last edition of the Metropolitan Report. David Peterson. I do not think that he is starting pitcher material. He's only had one good start this season. And I said it in spring training when he was going up for that final roster spot against Joey Lucchese and Jordan Yamamoto, that I didn't think he should be a starter. And his performance throughout the month of April reaffirms that for me. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think that I am making a mistake in saying what I am saying, let's look at the numbers, because women lie, men lie, but numbers don't lie. He's had five starts this season. He's one in three. In those five starts, he, he's got an ERA of 4.81. On a team that's already offensively challenged, an ERA that high 
is unacceptable. Granted, he can't control the offense, but out of all the Mets starters in the rotation regularly, he has the highest ERA. I mean, you, you want to talk about what he's done? We'll talk about what he's done. April 7th against Philly. He pitches four innings. Six earned runs. April 14th against Philly. The only good start of the season he had. Six innings pitched. He only gave up a run. Against the Cubs. April 21st. Three and one-thirds innings. Couldn't even make it out of the third inning. Gave up six runs. All, albeit three were unearned. Against Boston. He only gave up two earned runs, so I can't even really say anything off of a lucky Bobby Dalbeck home run. But the Mets couldn't score. They didn't score that game. Actually, no, they, they scored one run that game, sorry. And then just a few short days ago, two days ago against the Phillies, he only gave up one run, five innings pitched. So, okay, he's had, he's had two quality starts. I'll give him two because, you know, the Mets offense doesn't hit. But still, there have been times where David Peterson has gotten rocked. He's gotten bombed. Horrible outing. Jordan Yamamoto is in Coney Island. He is in Brooklyn at the alternate site at Keyspan Park where the Cyclones play. I need Sandy Alderson to send somebody in a taxi to go to Brooklyn and pick up Jordan Yamamoto and bring him to Flushing. Granted, Jordan Yamamoto's 2020 wasn't the best, but like I said at the top of the show, I will excuse everything for 2020 because 2020 was bizarro world. They need to go get Jordan Yamamoto out of Brooklyn and back into the big leagues. His 2019 was great as a rookie. This spring training, he pitched better than Peterson. Why why, why why, did Peterson make the ball club over Yamamoto? I have no clue. Why? Because last year in Bizarro World, he went 6-2? He went and two? Is that why? There was no tape. There was no tape on the man. So, of course, nobody knew how to hit him. What is this going to turn into? Another Steven Matz? Every time Steven Matz went out there, he got rocked. And I'm seeing the same thing with Peterson. He gets rocked. That should be the name of this show. He gets rocked. If by the next start, Peterson has another bad outing, either you send him to the bullpen, and I wouldn't even do that because the bullpen lately, the bullpen lately between Aaron Loop and Trevor May and, and Edwin Diaz and Miguel Castro has been okay. I can't, we cannot blame the bullpen for once. The bullpen in the last week has been good. Save for one Philly game because Castro gave up a three-run home run, but Castro giving up a home run is an, is an anomaly. I feel like I'm about to have an aneurysm here. <sighs> On to the upcoming schedule. Before 
I pass out from all this amped up arguing. The Mets play the St. Louis Cardinals, as we mentioned earlier, 7.45 p.m. tonight in St. Louis. 7.45 p.m. tomorrow in St. Louis. 7.4... Oh, no, sorry. 1.15 p.m. Thursday, St. Louis Day game. And then Friday, a three-game homestand against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Friday and Saturday are 7.10 p.m. start times. Sunday is a 1.10 p.m. start time. And then an off day on Monday. Out of these six games that the Mets have in these six days, it is my prediction that the Mets are going to take one from the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are going to win two out of those three games, I believe. And we'll take two from Arizona. So three and three in six games. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they do better than three and three in these six games. But until the offense wakes up, unless this new hitting coach and his new hitting assistant can get these guys to wake up, then it remains to be seen. Also of note, J.D. Davis is back on the injured list for the second time this season. He's got a sprained finger. And that hurts. Why does that hurt? Because J.D. Davis is batting way above 300. One of your most productive bats is out of the lineup for at least 10 days. That's not good. So, it remains to be seen. I need Dom Smith to wake up. I need McNeil and Conforto to continue trending up. If the starting pitching can... I can't. It's hard to say if the starting pitching can improve. Because it's been consistently good. I need Marcus Stroman to bounce back. Uh, that would be that would be very that would be very uh great. He's lo- after starting off three and zero with a zero point nine zero ERA. He's lost his last two starts, but his ERA is is down to a one point eight six. Still not bad. I just need the Mets to help Stro out. I enjoy watching the Stro show. But save for David Peterson, the, st- the starting pitching has been consistently good. The bullpen, finally, for the first time in a long time, is, is, is not to be blamed for these blunders. So, I just need the bats to wake up. Hopefully, hopefully Hugh. Hugh Quattlebaum. Hopefully he can... Turn this hitting around. One announcement before we get out of here. Uh, The Metropolitan Report formerly had episodes every Mets off day. Now we will have a consistent schedule for the fans of the show. Uh, The Metropolitan Report will now be airing twice weekly starting this week. Uh, This week, of course, is today's Tuesday, so we're going to air on Tuesday this week. And then again on Saturday. And then starting next week, uh, we'll be moving to two nights permanently, Wednesdays and Saturdays. So the Metropolitan Report will air twice weekly, Wednesdays and Saturdays. And also, stay tuned to the Metropolitan Report Instagram page at the underscore Metropolitan underscore Report, where if I'm attending a Mets home game, I will be live streaming throughout the game. Uh, Exclusive Metropolitan Report coverage 
Metropolitan Report Live on Instagram. So again, uh, starting next week, Metropolitan Report will be airing on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And look out for Metropolitan Report Live on Instagram during weekend Mets home games. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a regular schedule. This week we're gonna be Tuesday and Saturday, but starting next week, Wednesday and Saturday. And with that being said, the only thing left to say is let's go Mets. <laughs>